Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 914 of Cold Wave Soundcheck. I'm Aaron Pollock. Cold Waves is back next month in Chicago, kicking off Thursday, September 23rd and running through Sunday the 26th at Metro, Smart Bar, and G-Man. Cold Waves is a celebration of Chicago's relationship with industrial music, the memory of a fallen brother, and a fundraiser for suicide prevention charities. For more information, including the full lineup and ticket links, head to coldwaves.net. This week, we're chatting with Thursday Smart Bar performer, Morg Witch. From their EP Lore, releasing next Friday, this is In the Garden of Monsters.
you're more a witch, but I noticed you have the double V thing going on in the name. Yes. I like that. It, it looks cool. But I was wondering in the modern age with the Googling and everything, does that, that cause like SEO issues, <laughs> uh, website problems, anything like that? I don't know. I mean, it's two V's. It's not like it's some weird character and it's, you know, a homage to the witch. Didn't you know, the movie, um, Robert Eggers, the witch movie. So I just wanted to do something a little bit different. Yeah. I'm nodding. Like I know that movie, but I actually don't know the movie. <laughs> 2015. All right. I'm going to have to go back and add that to my list. My wife does not watch horror movies, so I don't watch as many as I used to. Did you take anything else from that movie, you know, either explicitly thematically, lyrically, or is it just more like an inspiration for the name? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I do like, I like witches. I mean, that's, that's something that's always intrigued me and the occult and, you know, that's definitely in there. And um, yeah, I do bring that into my music along with other elements of, you know, of darkness and, you know, with this new album that I'm doing, it's a lot with lore and myths and, and legends, not just witchcraft, but, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of that tied in there too, in that movie. My favorite witch movie would be The Craft. That's a good movie too. Yeah. That, it goes way back now. I think that I'm dating myself. That's like 25 years old at this point. That's a cult movie, yeah. <laughs> it makes me sad that movies I like are like old classics now. Just give me a little bit more about, you know, your background and your introduction to the scene and all that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, my background in music, you know, started a long time ago. I actually started with classical music before I got into electronic music. Um, I started really young when I was 13. Um, I did classical training and did competitions. And I went to a Catholic school and it was kind of my way out. I didn't have a lot of friends and I didn't want to be there. And I had this really special teacher that came in and changed my, my life and got me into music. And that's kind of where it started. Um, I got into high school and that's when electronic music really hit. Um, I started getting into the kidney thieves like uh, human waste project was a really big one for me too. Um, so like that female influenced electronic style really hit me then too. Switchblade symphony was another really big one for me. Um, so that um, meshing of styles was classical and this, the electronic genre has really hit in high school. Um, and then in my twenties, I went to college and I still continued to do classical music, but I wanted to do my own thing and started getting more into electronic music and doing guitars and synths and playing in a band here in Kansas City. And within the last several years, I decided I wanted to do solo and do collaborations with other artists. And now I'm doing Mortgage. So far on Bandcamp, you have one song, Midnight Sun of Summer. Yes. And you have it 11 different ways. Do you think it's time to start working on a second song or a third song? <laughs> <laughs> it is time. Um, you know, when I, when I first released that, it was kind of, you know, just really an experiment, see what happens. Is, you know, anybody going to listen to this? Are they going to like it? And, you know, I had the song and then, you know, I had a bunch of friends 
you know, offer, Hey, let me remix this. I'm like, yeah, okay. And then it just kind of took off from that. And then I asked a few others and then, you know, I've got nine people remixing and then I, I did an extended version and yeah, so I had that. And then I, you know, I've slowly been working on this, this EP and just with everything going on, it's been a bit of a slower process. Um, but within the last few months, it really kind of took off and solidified and became what I wanted it to be. So it's, it's definitely um, becoming what I want. So I'm, I'm really excited for it to come out. I mean, I, I saw you even got caustic in there. It feels like Matt likes to get his hands on everything in the, the Midwest Plains area. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm really happy to have him on there for sure. I mean, besides the the, the Midnight Sun, I you mentioned you did some collaborations. I, I saw you been working with Ghost Youth for a couple tracks. I'm not even going to try and pronounce the name of the the one song. Maybe you could help me out with that. Is actually Diddy Tionomy, and that is Latin. So yeah, I, I have done a couple of tracks with with him. Um, just the one the one guy. Um, but yeah, I've done a lot of collaborations in the past. I don't know how many how many years. Starting off with. Um, Sean Payne of Cyanotic and Gabe Wilkinson with Microwaves and Jeff Shield with, you know, Gravity Kills. Um, I've done what last year I did a cover of Cannonball with Davy Bennett with um, Papa Will Eat Itself. Um, uh, let's see, Set was another one that I did. Um, that was actually an original that we that we worked on. So. Yeah, I've I've done a few. Cannonball, is that the breeder song? It is. Cause I saw you did Berlin's Take My Breath Away. Yes. Are you a big Top Gun fan? He really wanted to do that and asked me, and I'm like, yeah, let's let's do it. I love that song. It's a great song. So yeah, and jumped on it. What about the breeders? Are you a fan of them or a fan of MTV's The State? I feel like that's how I best remember that song. I even remember when that song came out and I think I was in like eighth grade. So yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun to work on with Davey. That was a lot of fun. You mentioned it a little bit, but you know, by the time this episode comes out, your, your EP lore should be coming out, you know, that Friday. Um, so tell me about what, what fans can expect as far as, you know, similar to Midnight Sun. Have you changed a lot since then? Is there, you know, different, different styles coming into it? I don't know that there's a lot that has changed. I mean, it's one song that I've put out. So I don't think I've really been able to show, you know, what I'm fully capable of. So I just think it's just going to be, you know, bring more of that, like more of what my sound is. So I think that's what this is going to bring. So you can't really tell what my sound is by one song. I mean, you can a little bit, but I I think with this EP, it's really going to show what you know, I'm trying to convey with, with mortgage. Were you holding on to any of this waiting for COVID to pass? A lot of the songs that I'm releasing now are all new. I had songs written before, um, before COVID hit that I had performed um, live when I, when I played with Stoneburner and I kind of decided to get rid of basically all of that. (laughs) I feel like I've grown a lot. And with, you know, just my skills, I was a producer. Um, So I kind of feel like 
what I'm doing now is is more what I I want to show, what I want to showcase. Um, I do have one song that I've kept I, that I've basically held on to, but everything else is new. Everything else I've I've written within the past six months. Had you done any live performances before everything shut down or is Cold Waves going to be like one of your first shows? I did. My first live performance as Mortgage was in 2019, opening for Stoneburner here in Kansas City at the Riot Room. Um, I had a couple shows booked after that. I was going to be um, playing with Ayatoya and um, Lorelai Dreaming, and that got canceled, unfortunately, because of COVID. And I was going to be performing last year was at Cold Wave. So I'm kind of bummed about it. But at the same time, you know, I feel like I've grown so much and my skills have grown. And in a way, it is a blessing to me. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. How is the scene out in the the Kansas or Missouri areas? I feel like it seemed like Lawrence had at least a little bit of a, a pocket there of a scene with with the venue that's out there. I forget the name of it off the top of my head. Human traffic came out of that area, I think, before they disbanded. So how how is the scene looking right now? Um, well, um, I am a bit of a hermit. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Um, I don't really get out that much. Um as far as as a scene, um, I think ours is pretty small. Um, I mean, we do have one. We do have one. And speaking of human traffic, um, a part of my my name that's actually where I got it from was from them. Um, I, I love them so much. Um, I didn't even know that they were from Kansas City. That's how bad my Seclusion is, I guess, I saw them at Coldways Festival in Chicago. I'm like, you're from Kansas City? That is so crazy. And that's how I met them. Uh, and that's how I became a fan of them. So yeah, um, we do have a scene. We have a scene. I feel like a lot of bands pass us up though. We don't, I don't know. We don't, we don't get, you know, some of these bigger shows that, you know, Chicago will get or, you know, Texas. And I see them passing us up. So I don't, I don't really know why or what's the deal there but I do notice it um but but we do get them we do we do get some pretty good shows Uh, we've got some really good venues in Kansas City Missouri some smaller venues like you know the riot room and the record bar really great and we had some um some older ones like the Beaumont club that, you know, no longer exists and Davies uptown that burnt down, um, right before COVID hit. Uh, those were really great venues too, that had some fantastic shows that, you know, I'll always remember. Now that I think every single band that exists in the country is probably itching to get out and play music again. Maybe they will find their way to more areas now because, you know, there's only so many places they can all play at. So you mentioned you have your new album coming out at the beginning of September. What else do you have planned out for the next couple of months? Do you have other shows that you're going to be doing around that? Are you going to be working on more music after that? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I do have some other things that I'm working on other than the EP. I've got a couple of compilations that I'm going to be a part of that I won't announce, <laughs> but um, I, I am going to be a part of a couple of Halloween ones. Um, I've, 
you know, I'm, I've got a couple of other projects that are going to be alongside this EP. Um, I'm going to be working on a music video for one of the songs. So that's going to be something different. And I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I'm kind of thinking about doing a part two of this EP. Um, so kind of a part one and part two versus, you know, a full um, album. So maybe six months after is what I'm looking at for doing that. Put a little bit of space in between them. And yeah, I, I would like to book shows. I don't know what's going to happen, you know, given everything that's going on right now. Um, but yeah, um, we'll see. We'll see what happens in the next month. Was there anything that I missed that you wanted to mention or promote or talk about? No, just my, you know, I've got that EP. Laura is going to be out in September and yeah, I'll be at Cold Ways on the 23rd. Looking forward to that.
On this episode, you heard In the Garden of Monsters and Midnight Sun of Summer. Morgue Witch can be found at morgvitch.bandcamp.com. Two V's in Vitch. Our opening music is Euthanasia by Accumination. Our closing music is Messiah by Splinter Group. Subscribe to the show through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Join us next week as we chat with Jean-Luc Demeyer from Front 242. Super for realsies this time. Our closing segment each week is dedicated to the inspiration for Cold Waves, Jamie Duffy. Here is Jean Shock sharing another memory of Jamie. You know, I go to a lot of shows and I've, or I used to go to a lot of shows before having a lot of kids. And um, Jamie was really often behind the soundboard. And everyone will tell you, hands down, that like Jamie can make everyone sound like gold. Uh, Jason from Acumen will even lament about how like Jamie was on stage with him, so he wasn't behind the board, you know, making the band sound like a million bucks. So it was fun to to go to shows and, and watch Jamie, you know, and see what he did, how he made the magic happen. So you'd see him behind the soundboard and he'd be dialing things in and moving the faders and the knobs and everything. And like, you could tell he just wasn't satisfied, you know, and he'd be moving them around and he'd move a knob and then he'd move his hat. Like he always wore a baseball hat. So he'd like, he'd move his hat and it would like the bill would be backwards. And then he'd twist the knob and like he moved the hat to the side, he'd move it around. And like, he just, he'd be twiddling with knobs, fixing everything, like dialing in to make the sound just perfect. But like in between those motions, if he wasn't satisfied with the mix, he'd move his hat. And then you could always tell when he like felt he got it right. He'd like make a turn and then he'd kind of like listen for just a second. And then like he'd turn his hat back around and then just start bobbing his head along with the music. And then, you know, it was good, you know, and it was just always so fun to watch him.